Welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Season 6, Episode 11. Here we go. Here we go. Man, you know, I usually don't have much to say in the intro, but I just wanted to shout out, we have so many people we care about and listeners hey, hey. who have February birthdays. It's true. It's kind of wild. We got Patrick Grady. We got Jamie. We got... Andreas, we got Billy Alexander. Not Giorgio. <laughs> not Giorgio, not Stacy, as far as I know, but also crazy. We have them as our February birthdays. So we I was like, let me guys. go back. Let me, what's, what was nine months before February? So it's May. I'm like, are these all Cinco de Mayo babies? And then I'm like, out of all the people, like none of those parents even knew what Cinco no, de Mayo no. was. Cinco de Mayo is a relatively <laughs> recent occurrence. It man. is. Holy shit. But we're, we're excited for all you listeners who are celebrating your birthday this month. Happy birthday. We love you. We do. All right. So what happened last week? Let's just get right into it. huh? What happened last week? Sean Strickland beat Jack Hermanson in a fight night. Wah. The post-fight press conference just turned into a roast of all the reporters, starting with Andreas's favorite, John, what's his name? John Morgan, right? I couldn't remember. Yeah. When Sean Str- so John Morgan is uh, a chubbawub, and he uh, <laughs> always he always asks the first question at press conferences. Why does he get that? It's He's just the guy. He's the guy because they know that he's never going to ask the tough questions. He's only going to ask the softballs, mm-hmm. just like his big old soft belly. Uh, (laughs) hey but he's a cool guy he's fun he's fun he likes his beers you know so good good on him you know uh but basically that was andreas's favorite when uh sean strickland called a reporter fat straight up called him fat and said that he'll help him lose weight because he cares about him and he knows he's a vegas guy (laughs) ridiculous so we totally dropped the ball on another fight on the main card it was uh tress what's his how do you say his name trey sean trey sean gore versus brian battle battle won the ultimate fighter this season and we talked about that when that was happening because we were actually watching mm-hmm. but he got the spot because gore who uh should have been fighting got injured so this really settled uh who deserved to really win and it was brian battle so woo who mm-hmm. congratulations um also did you see the thing that happened with him uh and uh bisping i know i'm going off script right now but no so with I guess, brian battle yeah i think his eye got fucked up in the fight and he goes you know it's really tough to see out of one eye and then bisping took the mic away from him and goes don't i know it pal <laughs> <laughs> that's so great if you don't know michael bisping has a fake eye <laughs> so he only has vision and he fought like that with just one eye so uh Let's go Bisping Mafia, as Bisping's uh, fans are known to be called. Uh, And last about what happened last week, just want to put in a little uh, segment, Buffers Blazers, classic black. He looks great. He looked great because he had his little pocket square that was mostly white, and it looked like with like black polka dots. It was very nice and uh this is the start of eight weeks in a row of ufc cards last saturday was so uh, i feel like he just wants to start off you know nice and clean i like that um i need some help from our friends and listeners in the uh holding hands and throwing fists tribe um i so we own the buffers blazers instagram as well as holding hands and throwing fists and i finally got reels down to the point where i can get what I want for Buffers Blazers to be is 
like when he first comes out and you see his uh, blazer and then also when he does the it's time so we could rate both like his outfit and his performance of the it's mm-hmm. time I like that but I want to get some of the love on the holding hands of throwing fist Instagram too but I don't want to bail on Buffer's blazers because I feel like that's a good archive of everything so I don't know what to do does anybody know how to repost so I could repost from holding hands of throwing fist onto Buffer's blazers I mean it's all our content if you if you know how to do that shit, let let us know because I got no fucking clue. Let George know. And also, <laughs> just also let me know if I should just bail on Buffer's Blazers Instagram. We're not bailing on that. Okay. I mean, I'm not doing anything and to just make it as a segment on Holding Hands. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, we'll have to talk about that in our next meeting. We're hiring social media interns. Right. <laughs> so, what's happening next week, yo? I like had no idea that this. UFC 271 Adesanya versus Whitaker 2 was this weekend. I it's have crazy. no clue. I know. They kind of snuck it in there. They kind of did. It's a little strange. On the card, we have William Knight. Roxanne Modafferi is fighting the undefeated Casey O'Neill. So that should be interesting for both of them. Andre Arlovsky's on the card. Bobby Green is on the card, who we like, but his last fight was against Ally Aquinta, and we would never go against Al. So now we can root for Bobby Green again. We also have Jared Cannonier versus Derek Brunson. That should be a very interesting fight. And also, I'm thinking the winner of that fight will go on to fight the winner of Adesanya versus Whitaker. Yeah, it's got to. Who do you want to win? Cannonier or Brunson? Man, I love Jared, Jared Cannonier. I really fucking do. But I've been on the Brunson train for a long time mm-hmm. and I can't bail because I got to I gotta have faith in him, you know? I'm going with my Crystal's Cannonier and you're going with Blonde Brunson. Yeah. How interesting. I know. All right. I mean, so it's not like the most killer card, but... I do think it's going to be a good one. Next, we have Derek Lewis is fighting Ty Tuavasa. Yo, that's a good fight. I'm sorry. They are two of the most entertaining fighters, but also just people. They are interesting and their personalities are just really weird. Um, So I'm thinking this should be a really good fight. It'll be interesting for Derek Lewis because it's taking place in Houston, his hometown. So I don't think he actually likes that. So now it will be interesting to see if he can handle the hometown pressure or not. And then the final fight, the title fight is Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. I will not say more because I want to give you more information later. Okay. And then in the uh, George the Greek betting uh, degeneracy. uh, So I was with my brother and my brother showed me how to make parlays on the Caesar Sportsbook app. Right. So sponsored by Caesar Sportsbook. Um, So if you take Robert Whitaker Derek Brunson and Ty Tuavasa, who are all underdogs, Um. it's like plus 2100. So if you bet $10, you win $210. Wow. If you bet $100, you win $2,100. Well, that changes things a bit, So I think it? Billy put some on that. And and it's a little far-fetched, but that's the whole point of the parlay, right? But like, Yes and no then, though. It's not. Derek Brunson, Jerry Cannonier, honestly, honestly, I think it's a toss-up. And I don't think that, I mean, whatever, Brunson is an underdog, but I don't I don't know how I feel about that. Derek Lewis versus Tai Tuavasa is just heavyweight, so I always feel like it's a roll of right. the dice. And man, a Destiny versus Whitaker, 
we'll get into it later, but I could, there's a path for Robert Whitaker to win. It's unlikely, but there's a path. There is. I truly believe there is. So, and I haven't been, I was doing really good in betting and then I, I kind of did some like drunk bets one night when I was like, yeah, let's see how much I can make out of this shit. And I lost a lot of my winnings. So... Papa's got to Papa's got to make some money, <laughs> but we're we're busy this week. We got a top five, and we're past our four twenty mark for trying to do the whole intro. So let's get there. All right, we're really branching out. Because we're going to do a top five, but there's new additions this week. We have Winter Olympics, and you know this is an Olympics podcast. Let's go. And also, we're fucking turning into a 90 Day Fiance action fucking podcast. All I right? cannot believe you want to add 90 Day Fiance. I absolutely do. This, because is, this is literally 100% George's decision with it's 90 fucking, Day Fiance. You know what? It's authentic. And it that's is what people come here for. All right, listen, if we're getting into our first top five in a long time, we need to just get into it. Go. The Winter Olympics have started. Admittedly, I was working uh, like overtime a lot this week, so I, Cash I was money. just a little behind on everything. But the uh, Winter Olympics are on, though they're a little difficult to find. Um, right, Andreas? Fucking annoying. But let's talk about Canada's gear for the opening ceremonies. Did you see it, babe? I did not. I'm going to look it up. Oh while you my talk. gosh! So Lululemon made their gear. It is a short puffer jacket that's worn over another longer puffer jacket and a puffer scarf. Ooh! There were a lot of haters on Twitter standard it's all the fucking do about the overall puffiness of the outfits but i fucking love it if anyone finds a puffer scarf hit me up i want it and i need it i feel like i could get you a puffer scarf babe i feel like you could <laughs> um also in winter olympics news the fourth triple axle landed in olympic history happened this olympics by a freaking 15 year old from russia freaking sheesh also just want to speak quickly about the stadium for speed skating i took a picture of it for george to post on our instagram at some point it's just a gorgeous stadium and i'm wondering what our architecture friends would think about it because i usually don't think anything is like notable and i really loved this wow compelling speaking of speed skating Irene Wurst from Wurst from the Netherlands became the first person to win an individual gold at five Olympics. Holy shit. All on her own. Individual gold. And at age 35 this year, she became the oldest speed skating gold medalist ever. This woman is goals, yo. Wow. You just totally fucking gave her her name that, that that she's had to struggle with her whole life. I know, worst. I mean, worst. Yeah, but hello. Not really. <laughs> really, we, not really. I mean, worst is the best. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> wow, that's super impressive. Uh, number two in the week's top five is MMA Boo Boo. It's back. It's back already. I'm looking Does out for it. Does it ever go away? I don't even think it goes away no, anymore. No, but I, we got to be a little bit more active about looking for one. And when I saw it on Twitter, I was like, yep, that's it. MMA Boo Boo. Good job. This one was a little bit of just a bummer because usually they could be fun or interesting but Dennis uh, Bondar 
which uh, he spells Dennis, D-N-D-E-N-Y-S, which I kind of like. It looks like Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> he straight up broke his elbow, and he screamed in pain. It didn't particularly look like anything special happened, but his opponent, M- Malcolm G- uh, Gordon, in the first round, was actively attacking Bondar's arm for submission, which led to a scramble. So he was like going from the arm bar from bottom, and then they kind of scrambled out of it. And I really think that I, I don't, I didn't, because it was an MMA boo boo that was looking pretty gro- gruesome. I didn't want to do too much digging and mm. find out too much. I just watched it multiple times uh, and then kind of bailed. But it looked to me like, because I'm always afraid of my elbow too. My left elbow feels a little bit like I get the nerd. Uh, I, I, I hit the funny bone. A Not lot. the funny bone. No, the funny bone. So I think it, my guess is that something kind of dislocated while he was going for the arm bar, then it went for the scramble and he like posted on his arm. Oh, so he and fucked then, his own shit up? Nah, he was posting on his arm and the guy who was on bottom was coming up in an advantage in advantageous position. Like he was attacking the arm bar and used it to scramble. So the guy was posting to not get swept essentially and mm-hmm. his elbow just gave out. So I'm gonna, uh, I think I took a video or I'm gonna take a picture and post it on Instagram. But there's your MMA boo-boo of the week and hope you get better soon, uh, Bondar. Great. Number three in our top three is just like Amanda Nunez news. We didn't tell you this first bit of news and then there was another bit of news. So Amanda Nunez, you get your whole dang number three. So the first thing we have to catch you up on is that Amanda Nunez left ATT American Top Team to start her own gym, which is like a little curious since when she was at ATT, another fighter there was Kayla Harris, causing like a little bit of a conflict of interest in terms of the two fighting. But now that she's gone to start her own gym, do you think that means Kayla's going to sign with the UFC? So Ariel said no. Oh, okay. Or someone said that that's not the reason, but we don't know. We don't know. Also, uh, I know you're going to get really mad at yourself, so I got to correct you on uh, live. It's Kayla Harrison. I know. I do it every time. Thank you. No, you have to correct me. I don't know why I, I always have to look it up. I don't know why. Whatever. It's all good. Kayla Harris anyway, sounds cool. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but then I also saw this tweet about Nunez leaving ATT. So she's been there for seven years. And this person tweeted this like little tidbit of information that Amanda Nunez left MMA Masters when she lost to Kat Zingano and joined ATT. And now that she finally lost at ATT, she's now leaving to start her own gym. So that's just like, I wonder if that's a Nunez psychological thing or just a coincidence i mean she uh like dana white was talking about how she just has mad money now she's been the champion and she has a daughter now with her wife and stuff so maybe it's just you know time to make a move and that that just kind of push her over the edge a little bit fair enough no big deal no big deal at all um well is interesting is that Amanda Nunez was announced as one of the Ultimate Fighter season 30 coaches against, of course, Juliana Pena, who just beat her and got the title. So not only will they be coaches, but after season 30 of the Ultimate Fighter, which we are pumped because last season we actually watched it all and got invested. Um, after the season, they will also have their rematch, Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena. So 
should be interesting. I'm kind of excited for this. Um, yeah, me too. I think uh, Holding Hands of Throwing Fist uh, podcast is the only MMA podcast that gives a fuck about the Ultimate Fighter, and I'm okay with that. Me too. That's great. Cool. So number four in our top five, let's call it MMA Rewind. Okay. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that. Because Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker, there's just like a lot of just interesting reminders about who these guys are, and they both deserve a little bit of spotlight. So can you just remind us? So we'll start off with Robert Whitaker because he's your mom's favorite fighter. I... <laughs> freaking totally forgot that no she really he really oh my is. god and yeah. she's gonna be here to watch it that's fucking fantastic that's actually really funny that's actually how we're gonna go viral with your fucking mom's awesome ass accent to just be fucking cheering on robert Whitaker. okay excellent <laughs> there's also that uh uh woman who was a huge khabib fan who went viral remember like last year oh, she, she yeah. was like your mom's age yeah and she had uh, like posters and yeah, stuff. yeah and she went to the mma awards they invited her to the mma awards uh well, like or, earlier in january well. so here we go money train geraldine <laughs> over there um so Robert Whitaker was on a seven-fight win streak and made it uh, eight fights when he won the interim middleweight championship against Yoel Romero in 2017, which I watched outside at Harp after uh, at leaving my Theo Kirk's house. <laughs> Weird. And I think he lost that fight, but whatever. And Whitaker was later uh, prompted, uh, promoted to undisputed champion. Uh, that fight went to a five-round decision to Whitaker. What? Whitaker fought Romero again in 2018 where he won a split decision. And that one he definitely lost. <laughs> but he won the split decision. And then in 2019, he lost a belt to Adesanya in round two with a TKO. He got pieced apart. But also, Whitaker was pretty like uh, honest about the fact that he was kind of burnt out and there was a lot of pressures of being champion. Mm-hmm. So since then, he's had this like incredible kind of... Uh, comeback story where he beat uh darren till which is your mom's favorite fight of all time Mm -hmm. and i think he's had a few more wins yep he beat jared cannonier and kelvin gastelum yes thank you uh since then izzy has retained his belt against yoel romero again paulo costa who after he beat he humped and marvin (laughs) vittori uh which is just incredible izzy's you know, one of the one of the most dominant champions in recent history. So, at the same time, uh, Whitaker. Well, we just went through this, so worked um, his way back up. You know, yeah. That's. I think it's bound to be an incredible fight. I feel like Izzy is still a young and hungry champion, and after hearing Whitaker speak, he does seem to be much more focused. Um, like you said, he probably was just burnt out, and being a champion is not easy. And so he mm-hmm. talked. And sounded like he's excited about fighting again. And he also said he let has let go like whatever weird anger thing he had in that first fight with Israel. So like I admittedly haven't been a Robert Bobby Knuckles Whitaker fan in the past. But I think I'm rooting for him to win on Saturday. Okay. Okay. I like I like I like Bobby Knuckles. Uh but I'm a big Israel guy. I'm a I big know. so I think I think they're both good guys. I agree. We haven't we haven't hit a good guy alert in a long time. Wee-oo, wee-oo. A lot of people don't like Israel. And yo, and I'm gonna fucking go on a tangent real fast and I don't even care what kind of face you're gonna give me. But yo, why why is there always a problem with a black fucking UFC champion? Why? People just mm-hmm. always fucking yo, I don't get what the fuck it is, but it is. There's always something. Francis, fucking uh your boy Kamaru a, a little bit. Yeah, Although that he's kinda has let go a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because he's the pound for pound number and one. Yet- 
And then here's a little one for Patrick Grady. Fuck you, Dana White. Like, the one black champion you like is John Jones. Are you fucking serious? I know, man. Fucking scumbags, both of them. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. No, see, now you you went and done did this, babe. That's what happens. <laughs> it's all about the authenticity. I think this is, this is a fucking great episode. Somebody fucking help us put it on YouTube. <laughs> Somebody call up IT. Raymond. <laughs> all right, we're going to round out top five because we're over budget with 90 Day Fiance. Are we? Actually, no, we're still under time. Um, 90 Day Fiance. This guy Gino fucked up, man. He uh, beyond fucked up. Beyond fucked up. Uh, he was dating this. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want to generalize, but he was dating a crazy Latina chick, and she was fucking crazy. And <laughs> let me tell you what. You think MMA Twitter is ruthless? <laughs> <laughs> Get on 90 Day Fiance Twitter. Oh my god! Holy shit! I thought I couldn't enjoy 90 Day Fiance more, and people are funny. Oh my god! So Gino is definitely, even though I think his girl and I forgot his, her name now, whatever she she's not that pretty although on first looks like you're like oh wow she's so pretty and he's so ugly but she's not that pretty the more you look at her jasmine thank you so much but gino fucking took nudes that jasmine sent him and sent them to his ex who's another latina woman to kind of be like haha i don't need you anymore this is my new girl and then at the whole season everyone's been on team gino and everyone fucking turned on gino last night let me fucking tell you yo because the ex sent the text message that gino sent her to jasmine and jasmine rightfully so lost her shit the whole time you think jasmine's the bad one in the relationship gino you're a dud oh my god man mike is another guy who is uh, from upstate New York? From upstate New York, who's such a fucking decent human being. But if any of you family, know God anyone damn. single, we want to. We need to try to get Mike uh, just a normal oh New York. Oh my girl. God, man! He's he lives at home. He's the primary caretaker for his father and his grandfather. His two. He's a firefighter. His two brothers are firefighters too, and they got families and kids and he's like in his late 30s and has never really had a fucking girlfriend so who did he fucking pick this fucking crazy fucking chick who is like 24 years old but looks 50 (laughs) fucking has already two kids got impregnated the second time by her ex while he was in jail because he's still in jail because he's a a hitman in fucking panama or wherever they're from (laughs) and she's just fucking awful she fucking treats him like fucking shit and he just still fucking proposed to her and we need to break them up we and do. we need to fucking find him a normal good girl because he's a normal good guy he's he not is. even fucking awful looking all no. right he farts and then kamena uh whatever her name is kamena got all mad wait so you did remember her name yeah way uh, to go uh, thanks yeah just it just came you know just fucking <laughs> came from my balls all right so we need to get mike a fucking chick, dude. Help us out. Soldier Boy is. We're, let's not get into this. Soldier Boy is not happy. With, let's leave it at with, that. <laughs> what's, his, what's his girl's name again? I don't know. <laughs> Ugly. <laughs> and uh, George <laughs> has finally made me like listening to people speak in Greek. It has finally fucking it only happened. It took 18 years. I'm going to pause right now so I could give you an example. And we're back. So. Mike and many people in 90 Day Fiance 
use uh, trans- translation machines, also Google Translate, but Google Translate is not the best, we found out, because Mike even said it. <laughs> it's not the best, and what if you don't have service? So they all buy these little, like, beeper-looking <laughs> things. <laughs> but we use Google Translate at home, and I've been uh, talking in Greek to, to you. Literally, uh, I, I don't want to talk in English anymore. I want George to speak in Greek, Put it into Google Translate and let me just listen to Google tell me what he's saying. So I'm, it's so funny. Why is it so funny? This is a 90 day uh, fiance example right here. Uh, summary. Αυτές οι πουτάνες είναι τρελές. Δεν τους αντέχω άλλο πια. Η γυναίκα του Μιχάλη έχει γαμίσει τον άντρα της στην φυλακή. Πρέπει να τον βρούμε μια καλή κοπέλα. All right. What do you say? These whores are crazy. I cannot stand them anymore anymore. Macaulay's wife has fucked the man in prison. We have to find him a good girl. Mike's wife. These whores are crazy. <laughs> Even that's just good. <laughs> like, what? Everything is so much funnier from her. <laughs> These is- I don't want to call them that word, but they are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also just fun to say it in Greek too. So whatever. yeah, true All that. Right. Uh, no rundown this week because we're over time and we did a top five. So uh, anything else, Mama? All right, cool. This episode is brought to you by our newest listener and first Vasilopoulos, I believe, Big George. Thanks for listening, bro. 